Welcome to Breaking Bread. I'm Terry Page. Are you thinking about buying that new home but have concerns about your purchasing power? This would make sense considering the driving force behind the real estate pricing, but if you are like most potential home buyers, you want to be able to get the house you want, or perhaps the house you want you have now isn't exactly your dream home because maybe at the time of purchase, maybe your financial situation uh, was different than what it is today. How much of it depends on your down payment or your credit score and, of course, the market itself? As you know, here at Break It Bread, we don't try to inundate you with numbers, but try to give you a basic understanding of trends and perhaps point you in the right direction. To assist us today is Supreme Lending Loan Officer Robert Page. Rob, welcome to Break It Bread. Terry, thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate the invite out here. You know, followers of the show are aware that uh, we have discussed low inventory of price gains and, and lending in part of the seller's market. But when it comes to home buying, now, Forbes is reporting, uh, they're reporting that you're having a rapid rising in mortgage rates, which would add on the, the challenge of purchasing a home, of course. Right. Rob, people come to you when they are in that home buying mode. What type of advice are you giving people? Well, really, it's... It's, it's tough because, you know, a lot of first time home buyers come to me to try to uh, buy a house and they don't know the process at all. So by the time they're, they're coming to me, they're, they think that they're ready to buy a home, but they might not necessarily be ready, right? Um, it's my job to, you know, make that game plan for them if they're not ready. And if they are ready, obviously, you know, pre-approve them, make sure that they're ready to go out and buy the house. Uh, make sure that they, you know, understand the whole process that's going to, you know, be, be happening. Um, but the advice that I really give is just save up as much money as possible. You know, keep your debts low, pay your pay your cards off on time, you know, try to maintain your credit score because, you know, getting pre-approved and qualifying for a mortgage isn't just, you know, you know, credit score or income or having money in the bank. It's a combination of, you know, all those things. So you need to make sure that, you know, you're hitting on all three of those cylinders or else you might not be able to get pre-approved. So try to be attractive to the, the lender. Right, exactly. I mean, to be as, as strong of a candidate as possible. I understand. Yeah. You know, I, I got to tell you, you know, when, when I started my process of buying a new home, first time clueless mm -hmm. had no idea uh i'm watching reports i'm looking at interviews like this one and they're using these terms that i wasn't quite getting and i want to go over a couple of those terms with you now because i'm sure someone listening right now was going yeah i know what he's talking about they they they, they say things um like a minute ago you mentioned um like the pre-approval or pre-qualify right you know, what exactly is that and is it better to be pre-approved or pre-qualified? Yeah, so I think in today's market, um, you know, we're starting to move away from pre-qualification um, because being pre-qualified isn't as strong. It isn't as uh, sure of a bet. And with how competitive the market is right now, a seller is not going to want to accept an offer that might happen or, you know, maybe will happen. A pre Yeah, a, a pre-approval, you know, we're doing all the, the upfront work you know, on the front end, right? You know, we're doing all the heavy lifting on the front end where, you know, we know for a fact that you will be pre-approved based off of us collecting and verifying your income, your your funds, your your debts. We're pulling your, you know, we're doing a hard inquiry on your credit report. You know, so many people, when they get pre-approved or while they're getting pre-approved, they ask me, hey, is this going to be a hard hit? 
absolutely. You know, we want to know everything on the front end. We don't want any surprises on the back end. Um, I, I do know that, you know, some companies probably still do that pre-qualification process. But, I mean, for us as Supreme Lending, we want to make sure that there's no doubt in, you know, the buyer's mind, the realtor's mind, you know, the, the, the seller's mind that this won't go through. Got to. And I was also advised that once that process started, don't do anything crazy like trying to open up a new credit card account or anything like that. Right, right. And I mean, it's the it's a you know something like you know you can only lead lead a horse to water, right? You can't make the uh, the horse drink, right? So we can only tell the customer so much. Like, hey, make sure you don't you know open that card. Make sure you don't go buy a car. Don't you know? I know you're getting a new house. You're going to need furniture, but don't start you know putting you know financing furniture and stuff like that. But sure. I mean, sometimes customers can can you know not always you know take your advice so kindly and they, they don't always follow the rules so you don't really buy you right don't yeah tell them so much. exactly so you know stuff like that sometimes does happen um and yeah it, it can jeopardize you know the eligibility and qualifications because you know when Sadly. yeah when you're opening up more debt and more credit that that affects the debt to income ratio you know the dti that's another uh, definition i'm going to talk to you about okay that debt to income ratio what is that exactly? Because it sounds like it's extremely important. Yeah, I mean, th that's really the biggest thing that, um, you know, shows how much you can get pre-approved for. So, um, you know, the DTI, there's different limits and, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, each specific limit, but, you know, different programs, conventional FHA, um, down payment assistance programs within those uh, have different debt to income ratio limits you know your debt to income ratio is the uh relationship between your income and your monthly debts so it's not more it's not so much you know i have a twenty five thousand dollar car it's more so your monthly payment on that twenty five thousand dollar car your your minimum monthly payment on your credit card that might have you know a five hundred dollar limit or a five thousand dollar limit that that monthly minimum payment on that is what we use uh, to calculate your debt to income. So those, that's your monthly debt. So okay. we, the, the rule of thumb and the rule of thumb that at least I go by is we use half of your gross monthly income. Okay. Um, and then start subtracting out your monthly debts. So say that you're making $5,000 a month gross. We take half of that 2,500, start subtracting out all the debts. So Say you have a three hundred dollar a month car. Well, now we're down to twenty two hundred. Say that you have, you know, a, a, a personal loan. That's another hundred dollars. You subtract that. So you know, a couple credit cards that add up to about a hundred dollars a month. Another hundred dollars. So now we're down to what two thousand dollars. Yeah. So that number that we're left with is what you can afford for a monthly mortgage payment. And that, that DTI kind of just helps us, you know. Kind of, get a, kind of get a, a, a snapshot exactly of what of what is needed. Okay. Uh, one final definition I want to take a look at is uh, mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. What is that design, and, and is that something that is necessarily required? Uh, yes and no um, on the requirement. Um, it depends on whether you're FHA or conventional, and then also beyond that, it depends on. Uh, the equity in your home that you're starting off with or you know your down payment um fha it's always required 
Um, mortgage insurance isn't anything, you know, it's not home insurance. It doesn't necessarily protect uh, the client and more so uh, protects the institutions that are lending out this money because, you know, unfortunately people do default, do default and can't pay that money back that they were lended. So, you know, the mortgage insurance more so protects, you know, the lender more so Absolutely. or, you know, people, the people I asked you about that money. because um, when I brought this up probably about a year ago in one of the programs, um, people weren't clear on, on what that was about. Mm -hmm. So I thought I would come back and revisit that with you yeah. today. Yeah. So like I said, it's, it's, it's required on all FHAs, conventional. Um, you're going to be paying mortgage insurance until you have 20%, at least 20% equity in the home. Um, so if you're, put, if you're making a 20% down payment at the time of purchase, then you don't have to pay mortgage insurance. Um, you know, if you're in a conventional mortgage and after X amount of years, you have 20% equity in the house, you've made you know, enough payments to have 20% equity in the house, uh, you can request that your mortgage insurance fall off. Um, and then once you have 22% equity in the home, it falls off automatically. So just because you have 20% equity in the home just by making payments doesn't mean you're automatically not going to be paying mortgage insurance. And I don't know why they do it that way, but <laughs> that's just that's just the way that they do it. That reminds me. I, I remember seeing posted on your on your Facebook page about the down payment on the house. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, well, you don't necessarily have to have the 20%. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at buying a house, come talk to you about that. Right. Could you kind of talk about what, what that was about? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a myth. And like so many people, first-time homebuyers, are coming to me, hey, how much do I need to put down? I, I know I need to bring like 20%. That's minimum, right? You, no, it's not. Um, the minimum down payment for FHA, 3.5%. The minimum down payment for conventional, it differs. So if you're a first-time home buyer, meaning you haven't had any ownership interest in a home within the last three years, that makes you a first-time home buyer. You could have had, you know, you could have bought a home ten years ago, sold it eight years ago, and you've been renting ever since. You're a first-time home buyer, whether you know whether or not it sounds like you're a first-time home buyer, right? Right. Um, we'll go with it. Yeah. So three percent if you're a first-time home buyer, and then five percent is the minimum down payment if you're not. So you don't need that twenty percent. We're speaking to Rob Page, loan officer for Supreme Lending. You're listening to Breaking Bread. There was some, uh, I was looking at the, the website here, uh, speaking of Supreme Lending. So what I saw in there, apparently you guys use, uh, in your words, advanced technology to mm -hmm. help close loans quickly. Mm -hmm. what, what is that about exactly? Well, you know, so not every company, obviously the technology between company to company is going to differ, right? Some might be a little bit outdated. Some might not be living in 2022, you know, like the rest of us. Um, uh, you know, it, we just have, you know, apps. We have different uh, programs on our computer that help us do our job better and faster, you know, for the customer. And that's really what it's about, um, you know, providing the best customer experience and, the best customer service possible and you know it being 2022 we have to benefit from you know technology right we yes. can't we can't be living like we're living in 2000 with you know <laughs> we're, we're, we're just introduced to the internet you know it, right it, it is a different time you know and which reminds me i mean currently you know breaking bread is on, on location in detroit and i've been speaking with some renters and they were telling me uh, how drastically rent has increased. Mm -hmm. So not just here in, in Metro Detroit area, but just nationwide, it seems to be the, the trend. And uh, one person said when it was renewal time that their rent 
went up a thousand dollars. Suddenly, those people are looking at buying a home, right? Because they're saying, "Well, heck, I'm going to spend an extra thousand dollars. Let me take a look at maybe buying a new home." So you may be seeing some of those renters for the first time, and they may not have, as you said, we discussed the knowledge mm-hmm. um, to do that, but they, they they know they want to get a new home. And could you um, speak to those people, kind of? what they may expect, especially when it comes to the area of closing costs, that because that seemed to be a, a really big question. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, cash to close goes, the money that, you, the total amount of money that you had to bring to the closing table, I mean, that differs, right? That depends on how much of a down payment you want to put down. If we're talking minimum down payment, three and a half percent, three percent, five percent, something along those lines. Um, now, it's not just your down payment that you're bringing to the closing table. It's closing costs. You know, our fees as a mortgage company to actually do the mortgage, title fees, appraisal. Um, and then, you know, there's prepaid taxes and prepaid insurance. Now, um, that kind of stuff differs a little bit from, from you know, state to state. But, uh, you know, in Michigan, there's uh, a winter tax and there's a summer tax that comes out every year. You have to bring... 12 months worth of those tax bills to, to the closing table. And that's something that you have to pay up front and it goes into an escrow account and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, <laughs> and you know, the price point, which you buy at it, it, it all differs. Right. And yeah. like I said, if you're in a down payment assistance program where you can get help that differs. So, um, you know, on a hundred thousand dollar property, uh, just, you know, start off at, you know, low end of things, you, you can get down payment assistance and, you know, the state of Michigan has a wonderful program called MISHTA where you can get $7,500 to $10,000 in down payment assistance to help for, you know, your closing costs, help, you know, go towards your closing costs. Okay, that's good to know. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you can bring, you know, as little as 1% to the closing table. Um, so, you know, you can, on a $100,000 house, depending on what the property taxes are and stuff like that, you know, you could potentially only have to bring $1,000 to the closing table and you have a house, Boom. right? Well, going back to those same renters we're talking about, that that suddenly want to get into the, the the housing market. Now, remember, some of these people may have just found out about it, and the renewal time is is, is in thirty days. Right. Right. And they have to make a decision. So I'm wondering, how far in advance should they go about in getting approved for a mortgage? Sooner the better. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, at the end of the day, it it's a very competitive market out there. It's not like you're gonna always get your first offer accepted, and you know. If you, if you have all your ducks in the row, you know, getting pre-approved for me, the day that you reach out to me, if you send me everything I need, more than likely I can get you pre-approved and, you know, you have that letter saying I can buy a house at X amount and you can bring it to your realtor and you can start the search. Um, now the search, how long it takes for you to buy the, or find a house that you want to buy, you know, that's all kind of dependent on, on you and getting your offer accepted, right? You know, if you're going to be extremely picky it's not going to be as easy to find a house that you want to put an offer in on, right? It is a seller's market at that. Yeah, so. exactly. So then, you know, your offer might not be the one to, that gets accepted on, on that on that specific house. So, you know, I'd like to say if if you're planning on moving out, plan for about, a, you know, three months out just to give yourself some time, right? You don't want, you know, to rush into having to find a house within you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of days, right? You want to make sure that you're, you're able to look for, you know, a month or two. It takes about 30 days for us to close on a mortgage. Um, so once you get that offer accepted, there's a 30-day period where, 
you know, our processors are, you know, underwriting and processing your, your, um, your file. You have to get an appraisal done, stuff like that. So there are things that have to happen uh, once you get your offer accepted before you can move into your house. And then, yeah. you know, additionally, you, you don't want to get to the point where, you know, you close in your home and that day you have to leave and move everything out of your old place into your new place. And, you know, that's, that's stressful. Stuff like that's stressful, right? So, you know, you, you want to give yourself as much time as possible and it's just all about planning. Uh, okay. If, if you're listening right now and you are a renter and your lease is coming up for renewal in three months, I can already tell you your landlord is going to raise your rent. <laughs> so if you're thinking about buying that house, come see Rob. You'll see Rob because that's probably the best thing to do just to get that process going early. Um, now, I read something. Um, this was something that was comp compiled by the uh, MBS uh, quote line. And they were saying that Mondays is the most stable time to go in and perhaps look at that loan and that came on the discussion of you know the feds raising a rate which mm -hmm. of course is going to affect your 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 mortgage rate so is there something magical about mondays i wouldn't say so um you know just from what i see i mean interest rates change every single day you know there's there's no magic eight ball or anything like that that says hey you know interest rates are going to be better on this day or, or mondays or something like that you know just this is past week rates were better on Friday than they were, you know, on Monday and Tuesday. So it's just, it changes. It's, and it's just a fluid thing that it's not very predictable, you know? Okay, we'll, we'll DM those people and, and let them know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay. And, and so what if you, um, you go ahead and everything's locked in and then the rates drop right after that? Mm -hmm. Can you go back and change it or is it... Well, once you're locked, uh, you're pretty much locked at that rate. Um, you know, there are certain instances where if it does drop, you know, over a certain amount, there is something that, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, on par with every mortgage company, but for my mortgage company, I know that, you know, there are, there are things that you could, that can be done uh, up to a certain point. I'm not going to say that you can get that specific rate, but I mean, if it, if rates change by an eighth or something like that, it's, it's not really enough for, you know anybody to really be stressing about you know an eighth of a point i guess it depends on the sales price too but at the end of the day once you're locked in that rate you know you're locked in you know yeah but but you're right i mean that that does i mean the rates do change yeah you know and, and that, that's something um, to look out for but seller's market thing about buying a home you know from what from what i could tell the best thing to do is to go ahead and and uh, start looking you know start start talking to people Absolutely. Uh, um, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Anything we haven't talked about? Yeah, I mean, so one thing I want to say is that, you know, yes, interest rates are going up. Yes, you know, prices of homes are going up. People are always like, you know, I'm going to wait until interest rates go down. I'm going to wait until the home prices go down. I don't think home prices are really going to go down. Yeah, they might level out. They might not, you know, in the value might not increase, but like they're or it might just increase a little bit or a little bit slowly. But they're not going to, you know, they're not going to go down unless we have some crazy recession like 2009. But, you know, what we're going through right now is, is completely different. You know, what drove that back in 2009 was lenders and mortgage companies and banks giving out loans to people who shouldn't be getting loans you know and now all these rules and regulations yeah all these rules and regulations are in place right now to to prevent that from happening so what we're experiencing right now is completely different so it's not like we're going to see you know massive 
drops in uh, in pricing for homes. You know, you might see on Zillow or when you're looking that you know the sales price they brought the sales price down, but that's because they're not able to sell it. So that's that's just something that you're seeing starting to level out because before you wouldn't see price drops in homes because people would offer twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars more than that property you know was listed for. But now we're starting to see that starting to slow down a little bit because you know you know partially driven by interest rates going up um you know affordability is a little bit more tough just because you know interest rates go up you're you're able to afford less because your your monthly payment is going up with the interest rate um another thing is you know what we like to say in this industry is uh date the rate marry the property so you know if you find a house that you really want don't let interest rate prevent you from doing that you know interest rates go up they go down like we just said so you know once you do buy that property and you're living in it you know you might be at you know a six six and a half percent rate but who's this, you're not gonna you're not gonna be in that rate for the 30-year the term nobody's ever done nothing with their 30-year mortgage right they're either gonna sell their home within that time frame where they're they're not paying 30 years worth of interest or they're gonna refi um sure. You know, something, you, something's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as as soon as rates drop and you're at a six and a half percent, as soon as it drops, uh, you know, five or four or four and a half or what what have you, I'm giving you a call because it doesn't only benefit you, but it be- benefits me as well, right? I'm yeah. I'm getting paid to to help you with your mortgage, and if I can see that you could save, you know, X amount a month, it, it benefits both of us. If you're listening to us right now and you're not in the Detroit area, um, I can tell you, according to C- uh, Crane Business Journal, they're saying that um, throughout the Midwest, the metro Detroit area is one of the most affordable places to buy a home at this point. You mentioned Zillow a little while ago. I actually have some comments that I saw on Zillow about you. And here's what some of the people were saying. Rob is extremely helpful throughout the entire home buying process. I am a first time home buyer and he made the lending process go smoothly. Rob is very knowledgeable in the field and he does his very best to get you the best rate possible. That read from Fint uh, to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Now, we touched up on this earlier. The feds have already indicated they will continue to raise rates and it's not like the, uh, this read person has some concerns about rates so if someone is listing right now in the need of a new home and think about avoiding the process for that reason for what i got from your comment before where you talked about dating the rate right you're saying go for it yeah i mean rates go up they go down right so you're not always going to be locked into that you know that higher rate and as soon as they go down, I'm giving you a call, and we're going to refinance you into a lower rate. Um, th- th- your rate's not f- a forever thing, so don't let that prevent you from buying a home and gaining equity. Because prices are just going to keep going up on homes, and you want to benefit from that, right? You want to benefit from the equity and the value in the home. Because they're only going to go higher. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to drop, unfortunately. And I'm sorry if I'm bursting anybody's bubble, but they're they're, <laughs> they're not going to go down. I'd like for them to go down because you know. I'd buy over a bunch of properties, but that's not how that's not how things are going to go. <laughs> that's not, no, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. That is not what's happening right now. Uh, here's another comment. Uh, Rob is amazing at his job. He helped me throughout the whole process. Even before I was officially applying, he got me exactly what I needed to close 
for that perfect home, was extremely responsive to both myself and my realtor and the listing agent. He is an amazing person, also connects with his clients as well as doing amazing business. I would recommend him to anyone buying a home. Rob, so how important is it that relationship? So it's not like you're, you're, you talk to uh, a number of people how important is that relationship with those other individuals? It's extremely important. It, it It's very important to how the deal goes and how smoothly it goes because as soon as you don't have, you know, communication with everybody that's involved in that transaction, you know, it makes everybody's job that much harder. Uh, our goal is for this deal to, you know, close on time every time and for everybody to have a stress-free experience, you know. Buying a home is a very big deal for a lot of people, especially first-time home buyers. You know, and even not first-time home buyers. You know, that that's typically houses and homes are the biggest investment that an individual is going to have. Um, so, making that as stress-free as possible is my goal. Um, and talking to the real, you know, the buyer's agent, the listing agent, uh, the buyer, you know, consistently making sure that everybody's in the loop and understands where we're at in the process just makes the deal go by, you know, a lot smoother. And it's been my experience that people don't like stress. Right. No, not right. at all. <laughs> so, Rob, if people are interested in taking advantage of your service or maybe posting something later on Zillow, how do they find you? Um, you know, I, I have a phone number, believe it or not. I got an email. <laughs> uh, you can reach me uh, anytime on my cell phone number, 248-924-4301. Um, or you can email me, rob.page, P-A-G-E, at supremelending.com. Rob Page of Supreme Lending comes to us from his home in downtown Detroit. Thank you, Rob, for inviting us into your lovely home and being a guest on Breaking Bread today. Absolutely, Terry. Thanks for having me. Breaking Bread is a production of Artists for the People. Follow us on Twitter at Breaking Bread 101. That's break, the letter N as November, Bread 101. Or catch us on Instagram. Breaking Bread Podcast. Check us out on Facebook or visit our website, breakingbread.biz. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Breaking Bread 101. Give us a list on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig van Beethoven. Breaking Bread was created by Terry Page. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.